Hello, welcome to the Mended Hope podcast, the podcast highlighting stories of hope. I'm your host, Dr. Tiana, and in this episode, we talk with entrepreneur, wife, and mother, Candace. She will talk with us about her experience with fatherlessness. This is one episode that you will not want to miss. Well, welcome to the Mended Hope podcast. We're so excited to have you. (laughs) And uh, I'm hoping that we can start off with you sharing a little bit about yourself and asking or telling the audience something that you're currently doing to invest in yourself. So thank you so much, much for having me. Um, So my name is Candace Townsend. And so I think something that I'm currently doing to invest in myself is, I don't know, (laughs) what am I doing to invest in myself? I mean, I'm always reading my word, you know, so I feel like that's an investment in itself. But then I think that I'm always investing in uh, my brand. Um, So I think that that's, learning and growing and and trying to tweak things um, for my brand. And yeah, I think that's something that I am doing to develop myself and invest. Awesome. So building your business. Correct. Yes. I love it. I love it. So that actually takes me to my next question. What prompted you to start this fatherless movement? and helping women navigate the weightiness of father, fatherlessness. So, so because I'm an unfathered woman myself, I spent a lot of years just really uh, lost, not, not really sure of myself, just really empty inside and just really having to try to navigate this big world on my own. And it's really just a whirlwind. And so when I sat down with God and we went through the process together, and allowing God into that pain, you know, I really got a lot of freedom. I really got a lot of my mind back and life doesn't seem as hard as it was before. And so I believe that God prompted me to create the Unfathered podcast so women can come and hear other women's stories. And I think that when you are able to hear other women's stories, you are able to grow because it lets you know that you're not alone. Wow. That is powerful. I love that. I love that. So on that same thought, what would you say are some practical steps that you have taken or you would advise someone else to take that is trying to reach some resolve around fatherlessness? Um, I think the major key would be honesty. That's going to be the first major key to healing this father wound. You're going to have to go in and dig deep and be able to see these negative things about ourselves, see these not so good things about ourselves and say, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid of this thing. I'm not going to tear myself down. I'm going to face this thing. And I think that is going to be the most beneficial part to us because now we're at the place where we're willing to say, I'm broken. And I think the next step is Jesus. Like you can't do this thing without Jesus because there's a level of healing that you can only get from Jesus. There's a level, there's a pace that we can get from healing with Jesus. 
because he can either speed that pace up depending on how, you know, in depth we want to go with it, or he can slow it down and really just work with you on your own pace. But there's a level of healing that we can only get when we allow God into that space. And I'm an an advocate for therapy and therapy is great to pair with that. But at the same time, we need to always put God in, in the center of whatever tools that we're using. Ooh, you just touched on one of my favorite things, which is mental health, because I think that it's so important that we reiterate the importance of accessing the tools and resources, like you said, that are available to us, such as therapy. And there's nothing wrong with having Jesus and a therapist. Nothing at all. So I love that you mentioned those those two things together because I do think it helps us be better. And I think it actually accelerates the healing too. Absolutely. I think that a lot of the times church has a tendency to say that if you have a therapist that you don't really love God, or if you take medications that you can't really love Jesus or be with Jesus, which is not true. Some people do need medication and that's fair. You take your medication and you love God to the fullest and you can have a therapist and love him to the, that doesn't take anything away from you and your relationship with him or any power from him. Mm -hmm. You just, you can process things different. And so I think that, that's a, a a major stigma when it comes to church. It's like something's wrong with me if I can't get it all from God because he is all. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that one. Wow. It's a whole thing. It's, it's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And I think it has to be addressed because I think that it, it's, it will free people. Yeah. You know, like, you can love God and still have suicidal thoughts. Like it, it happens and P and Christians do have these issues. But at the same time, when you say that people can't have, have both, you, you isolate them again. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yes. Because there's this, I think just desire to make it black or white where it has to be either or. So it's like, if you are struggling with this, then you can't possibly love God. It's an indication of your uh, lack of belief, right? And the reality is it's always both and. I mean, if you read the Bible, it's it's some nutty folks up in there. And they they went down through there. They had some some real stuff going on. And so I think that that's, you know, you just open the Bible. And right there, you're like, you know what? Go on and slap me right up in here because I fit with y'all. And praise the Lord for God being a consistent God, for being a forgiving God, for seeing all of the things and still saying, you know what? If you're willing to see the ugly things and do the ugly things, I'm willing to go down through there with you to help you get free. I love it. So freedom is the goal. Absolutely. Freedom is the goal. Um, I mean, when it comes to being a father, there's there's so much darkness there, you know, that you carry around with you, that you have a smile on your face and, you know, you go through your daily task and all of the things. So the whole purpose is just to help you be free, to empower you as a woman, and then to show you that all of the things 
and the stigmas, stigmas that are created around God are not true. Like he's a compassionate God. He's a loving God. He sees you where you are and he loves you where you are and he's willing to help you through it. But he is a, he is a God of discipline as well. But I think people only focus on the discipline aspect. And I don't think that that's fair because here's the thing. As a parent, you, if your child goes out and only talks about the discipline and all of the times that they get in trouble, that's not fair to the parent because it's like, what about all the times that I love on you and we go and do fun things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like that analogy of God being very similar to our earthly parent relationship. Um, and And I mean... God is a God of compensation. So it would make sense that he would be a replacement father for Absolutely. those of us who are fatherless. Or, I mean, there are those of us that may have even detached fathers, right? Um, who just may not be emotionally available. Right. Or, um, you know, sometimes people have illness you know, that, that takes them away from their authentic self and doesn't allow them to be available. So I think there's a variety of ways that, that fatherlessness can show up in, in our lives. Yeah. And unfathered is going to look different to all of us. But one thing that I have learned is that no matter how different it looks, God, God is the gap filler filler. So you're good. If you, if you make the choice to lean into him for that. I love it. I love it. So as a researcher, um, data is extremely important to me. (laughs) And I was looking through some of your content and I saw that recently you shared some statistics around fatherlessness, right? And and your content said that 63% of youth, um, or there's a 63% of youth suicide. And there's a 90% of all homeless and runaway youth who are fatherless, Uh, 85% of behavioral disorders of children are shown by children who are fatherless, 71% of high school dropouts are fatherless, 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions are fatherless, and 75% of adolescent patients in substance abuse centers are fatherless. Wow. So... Why is this so important for people to know? Because it's life or death, honestly. You, it affects every fabric of our culture today. It affects every single thing that we do. It affects how we parent. It affects how we love, how we communicate, how we work, you know, how we respect authority. Like it affects everything. And so I think it's baffling to me that we're not looking at it like a pandemic because it is. Um, people are emotionally and mentally unstable because they don't understand how to get to this pain. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have a father to teach you your value and your worth, that's going to lead you into trying to find it through sexual relationship. You don't know that as a young child trying to you know, navigate life that that's what you're doing. Or if if that's not your thing or your cup of tea, it may lead you into a uh, type of addiction or something like that. Everybody has their different things that they do because they're unfathered. But, you know, um, when we talk about behavioral issues, yeah, absolutely. You know, 
Absolutely, you're going to have behavioral issues because mom's at work. So what else are we doing? We we learning from TV. We're learning from music. We're learning from culture. We're learning from friends. You know, and so none of that is is valid to like actually train up a healthy, stable, solid human being. Right, right, right. Because the reality is children need both. Facts. They need both. And and both are critical in helping to shape identity. Facts. And so, yeah, that's that's really incredible. Okay, so in thinking about all of this amazing insight that you've shared about fatherlessness and why it's so important and why we need to be looking at it as a new, as the current pandemic mm-hmm. of fatherless people, and I think fatherless homes too, um, having that lack of leadership and direction in our homes is really causing a lot of, of, of the hurt and pain that we experience in our society today. Um, so with that, what would you say has been the greatest thing that you've learned about fatherlessness? That is a very good question. I've learned so much. I still have so much to learn. Um, I think the most impactful thing was my identity. Um, Just learning that because I don't have a father, this is why I searched for my identity in fickle things. And that this is a part of the reason why I'm having the most emotional struggle. So I think learning the that I need to establish an identity and not allow the world and fickle things and job positions and bankrolls and, and relationships define who I am, but allowing, you know, God and my understanding of God and learning who I am through him has really been the most amazing thing because that's allowed me to be solid be uh, confident in a way that I've never seen before. And it just allowed me to take a step back and not be so quick to be reactive. Hmm. Because you were confident in who you were and whose you were. Facts. Absolutely. Now that I know who I am in Christ, nobody can take away my identity. It's mine. And all I have to do is own it. You know, and I just let the, let people know where I got it from, you know, and I think it's the most solid thing I could have ever done, you know, is to find my identity in Christ. I love that. That's beautiful. So what would you say to another high impact, ambitious woman who may be accomplishing in her career or um externally, but struggling internal, internally with um, issues around fatherlessness? What would I say? I think, you know, this is, like I said, because I'm unfather myself, this is something that's really passionate. And so I tend to go very deep, very quickly, just because we don't have time for that. <laughs> you know, you say the right word to somebody and we could automatically be in a deep conversation. And so I think something that I would say to someone who's flourishing is, you know, how is your heart? Are you aching? Are you hurting? How do you feel? You know, do you feel seen? 
do you do you feel like people you have people around you to hold you up and support you and so the answers to those questions would pretty much tell me where I need to go in the conversation but if we don't have time for that and we I just need to give her something I would just say you know whenever when no one else is looking who are you and if you don't know who you are then what do you really have so take this time and really evaluate who you want to be outside of this success yeah. Yeah. I feel, I guess I feel like that could relate to women, period, whether it's fatherlessness or something else, right? Like take, right, taking that introspective look at yourself and asking who you are, what are your values, what are your priorities, and making your life align with that. Right. Because many times people will say, like, oh, you know, um, CEO, whoop-de-boo, you know, I got this much in my account, you know, I drive this car or I wrote a book. You're not the book that you wrote. Who who are you? Because if somebody asks me who I am, I'm a child of God. Uh, I'm loved. I am confident. I'm solid. I'm, you know, I'm stable. Like all of, all of the things. I'm emotionally stable. You know, I... I'm confident in who I am despite how people may perceive me. Yeah, that's really good. So what would you say to the fathers of daughters? Honestly, that is, that is a, uh, I mean, it just, it just depends because for me, I'm like, where were you and why? Why weren't you? You know, I don't have any um, hate or anything like that. I just want to know why. You know, because you left a you broke a you broke a family apart. You left the mom there to hold it all together, or the grandparents there to hold it all together. So why? You know, I think if I could say anything, I would just say we need you as your daughter, as daughters. We need you to be there. We need you to love us. We need you to help establish us. We need you to guide us. We need you to pick us up when we fall. We need you. And no matter how flawed or how unprepared you feel, we need you. And I'd rather struggle through with my flawed, imperfect, imperfect, imperfect father than to not have one at all. I love that. I I, I echo that sentiment. Uh, <laughs> Well, because the reality is we're all flawed and our parents are no exemption to that. So right. that's incredible. That is incredible. Well, thank you so much. This has been so good. Um, I have a few wrap-up questions um, that I do ask all of my guests. Okay. And that is, what brings you hope? I think my relationship with Christ brings me hope because I know that no, how, no matter how broken I am, that as long as I continue to seek his face, that he will mend my broken pieces. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you. What is the best way for our audience to connect with you? 
So the best way for your audience is to check me out on Facebook under the Unfathered Podcast. You can check me out on Instagram at the Unfathered Podcast. You can find the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Um, so that's the best way to connect with us. You know, we release um, a Rose Thursday every week, which is just where you can come and get encouragement. And then we release one episode um, on Thursdays as well. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your heart with us. And I wish you many blessings to your brand, to your business. I pray that everything you touch prospers. And I hope we can connect again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, my friend, for having me. Thank you so much. You don't know how how much fun it was to be here with you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to Mended Hope Podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe if this month's episode was meaningful for you. You can also keep up with us in between episodes on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Before we sign off, have you secured your seats for the 2021 Hope Conference Thrive Workshop? This virtual workshop will be packed full of tips and strategies for thriving in every area of your life. Join other ambitious and high-impact women to invest, learn, grow, and thrive. Seats are filling up fast, so make sure to get your ticket today. MendedHope.org backslash workshop. Have a wonderful rest of the day and may these stories of hope continue to be a reminder of what is possible. God is with you. He is for you.